Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. Yeah, Mr. Chaos, boot to the face, let's go. California to Georgia, we get it poppin', homie. We taking over the game, so fuck who hatin', homie. We bounty hunting, taking all of the trash out. Your podcast, a one-hit wonder like Smash Mouth. Y'all can talk all that big shit, don't wanna hear it. Shout out to the one and only Santana Garrett. Top rope, dropping elbows from other leagues. Boot to the face, hook the leg, it's one, two, three. Chris Rucker, Marty V making mics melt. The mill friendly podcast, don't make your wife melt. Beer drinking, this whiskey chugging, this podcast. We just sit back and laugh and tell them top that Competition is missing, you know they died off Every shirt they put to work is looking fly, boss You want the best in audio, there's nowhere to go Another episode right now, start the show Welcome to Boot to the Face, episode 117 This is Chris Rucker along with Marty Vasquez And we got a lot to talk about, Marty um, first off, how's it going? It's it's going it's been going wonderful um until about five thirty PM Pacific time Sunday evening. Um then things just kinda started going downhill. But other than that, you know, coming off of the the holiday, Christmas, uh Christmas was good. Got to see my fa- parents one day, my grandparents then. Um, got to see my sister and her kids. Haven't seen them, uh, in, in actually in a year. So it was nice to see them. Um, obviously a holiday is always fun, but other than that, not too bad. Uh, started off as a busy week. Started off as a big week. We had trivia mania last Monday night. Mm. Um, that was, that was pretty big. Wild. Uh, and then, uh, you know, holidays, fantasy football. Was a uphill high, and then a very down low. Um, can we talk? We can talk about Trivomania, right? That's come out already. Yeah, yeah, it's come out. It's come out. So we have a two-time Trivomania winner in a bearded master who defeated Chris Cass to the point where there was a bunch of crybaby punk ass bitches in the chat whining and complaining about the questions and. This isn't real trivia, and everything was on the up and up when their guy was winning. But when a bearded master came in, raised the right hand to God, and laid the smack down on their little trivia hero, all of a sudden their panties started showing, and they started crying like a bunch of cocksuckers. Yes, I said it, and you can snip this, and you can play it for all them bitches, because guess what? Can't none of them beat me up. So I'm going to say it even louder. Marty spanked that ass to Chris Cass, and then... The fucking quote-unquote genius himself, Greg Chair. Oh, I've been no DQ champion for a thousand days. Well, you're a two-time loser on Trivomania, Greg. And Marty beat your ass, too, when you tried to cash in. We're going to start calling you Baron Corbin. Or fucking John Cena. Who else fucked up? The Ken Miz. Kennedy. Fucking the Miz. Miz. The Miz. <laughs> Miz. Yeah. Last, we'll give the you day all before. The, the day before. The Miz. That's who you are. 
Y'all talked all that shit. You brought all these little whiny bitch ass motherfuckers into the chat crying like a bunch of goddamn school kids all because they didn't get their way. And all Marty did was answer the question right. And you answered it wrong. Cut and fucking dry. Congratulations, Marty. I hate to rain on your parade to talk about stuff like that, but they really pissed me off in that chat that night. No, I appreciate it, man. It lets you do it rather than me having to do it. And I'm okay with it. Don't waste your time. You're the champ. I got you. That also means that Boot to the Face has now held that championship for six times. Six times. (laughs) Hot damn. Five time WCW, one time WWE champion. That's six. Six times. You know who else held a championship two six times? Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know what the winning question was for Trivia Mania mounting the bank cash in? Six times. Six times. Wow. The correlation is incredible. Oh, that just, it made me so happy to see you win that. And then when Cherry cashed in and you beat him, I was I was just beaming. I was more excited that you won than any of the times that I won. I really appreciate was. That. Watching, that from, that. watching that from the outside, like cheering along was so much fun. It was a good time. And I appreciate Dez and, and Jay for letting me come on. I know the last few times I've been slated to be on and haven't been able to be there. Um, for me personally, it was a little bit of redemption because like I had to miss Money in the Bank the first time around um, because I had an emergency and had to be in the ER. Um, and I was literally sitting there in the waiting room listening, answering the questions before they were answering them. Literally, I only missed two questions that entire Money in the Bank. I would have won Money in the Bank that day and I, and I didn't get to. You know what I mean? And so being able to come back and then have it pan out and work out um, – Oh, dude, it was so it was so awesome. I was so damn happy. I can't even tell you how happy I was. Yeah, you had a hell of a week, and then fantasy football and then semifinals. Christmas comes. Christmas come. Wait, oh, fantasy okay. football semifinals. That's right. That's right. You're up by two points with no players left. EJ Reed's got Eric Ebron left, and he's still blaming me because he asked me if he should start DK Metcalf or somebody else. He played Metcalf exactly right. I can't remember who the other guy was right. But I was like, obviously you start Metcalf. Like Metcalf's been a beast all season. He's like, that's your fault. You just wanted your co-host to win. I'm like, dude. Oh wow, he went there. Yeah, I was like, uh, Marty's team is way scarier than yours. I don't want to play his. Like I'd rather play against your team. And I thought when Ebron was left and you had nobody, I was like, oh, there's no way Marty wins this. All he needs is like a catch for 20 yards, and then he gets injured. Marty goes to the championship against me. And then on Friday night, Alvin Kamara puts up fucking 56 points. Like, just out the gate. So, Marty had a hell of a week up until about... 5.20 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Tuesday, or Sunday night. When primetime night of the game of the week. Mm. The Green Bay Packers. Mm. Versus Tennessee Tennessee Titans. I've drafted this man... Every year for like four years in a row. And you he's know always hurt. He's always hurt. He never comes through in the playoffs for me. But this year, my God, this year, all I needed was a big game from me. He did it in the snow. Exactly. In the, so here's a little backstory. <laughs> I, I always go wide receiver or running back first and wide receiver. I've had Kamara since he was rookie. I've had him on my team every year since he was a rookie. Double team every year. And my number two, my number two picks always a receiver. And I was about to make my number two pick this year. 
I had him in. I had him on the queue, and the very pick before mine. Some douchebag. Mm. Some douchebag. In, in oh Atlanta. wow, that's abrasive. Selects him. I'm like, the fuck you doing, bro? Literally, what are you like? Literally, I had my finger on the clicker, ready to go, picking the Adams. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get Adams and Kamara run one two, and then boop, Adams is gone. It's not yep. a pick. Yeah, like this son of a bitch. He just took Devonte Adams from me just like that. And I'll tell you Smash why this it. is so intense for people that don't think fantasy football is cool or fun or whatever. The difference between first and second place is three hundred and fifty dollars. Like second place gets a hundred bucks, first place gets four fifty. We only put fifty in the pot. There was twelve people playing, so I had three hundred fifty dollars as of right now. I had three hundred fifty dollars snatched from me in a matter of sixty minutes from his favorite team. And because I looked his, at that because his favorite. You want to you want how much money this team's <laughs> lost me over the years? Not just losses, you know, but like a couple years ago, uh, twenty fifteen. I was. This is back when I was like big into like uh, FanDuel and everything. I was on FanDuel, right? And I was with the Sunday night game. I was. I was about. I think a minute and forty seconds away from winning fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand dollars. Last game of the night. The last game of the night. Packers Chargers. I'm golden. I'm like, yeah, they no way in hell. I'm going to lose this right now. Philip Rivers, Antonio Gates <laughs> go off for like 90 yards, touchdown. People had both of them. I went from being a minute 40 seconds away from 15K to winning $150. Yeah, that happens on FanDuel. I was like, motherfucker. That happens on FanDuel. Um, I got an alert the other day. You haven't been active in 22 months. Yeah, no shit. There's uh, a reason. There's a reason. So yeah, we uh we're in the Cavino and Rich League. It's between me and Marty. I'm up by I think twenty nine point six points. Marty's got one guy left. I have zero. It's he's got one seventy two point two eight to one forty two point five four. I literally am down by twenty nine thirty points and I win. Yeah. So Stefan Diggs, you know, your hamstring's a little tight tonight, man. Y'all already in the playoffs. Like you really don't need to suit up. Just saying. Like no sense. I think they're playing I think they're playing for seed though. They don't get a bye, so what does it matter? But they get home like they get home field advantage though. The only thing you could do is avoid the Chiefs. Like you don't get home field throughout because the Chiefs. No, have but the you first get you get if you, they can get home field throughout if the uh Chiefs lose. No, they can't. How can't oh, they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If the Chiefs lose, but yeah, that ain't gonna happen. I think um, it might. I think you might. No, I think the Chiefs are good, but I don't think they're as good as everyone thinks. That. I don't, they're not as good as they were last year. They're better than everybody else, though. Not everybody else. Everybody else. I'll say that again if that was in the back. Not everybody else. Everybody else, including the Packers of Green Bay. Packers of Green Bay are going to tear them apart. Packers of Green Bay ain't going to make it to the Super Bowl. They got to worry about Russell Wilson. They don't got to worry about hey, Russell girl. Wilson doing shit. My name is Russell. Russell Wilson's going to get his ass Wilson. beat in the, in the wild card weekend on the road. Stop it. On the road. Tampa Bay. Got to worry about Tom Brady. Brady been hearing about how fucking good Rodgers is his whole career. He said, fuck it, I'm going to come to the NFC since this punk ass don't want to come to the AFC. And I'm going to come beat him there. 
Fuck Brady. I, I've said I agree it for with 20 you. years. Fuck Brady. I agree with you. I'm just telling you like it is. Aaron Rodgers ain't going to just waltz to the fucking Super Bowl to play against the Chiefs. I didn't say he's going to waltz. He may do some juking and jiving, but he uh, he going to make it there. He's tired of being a fucking bridesmaid. Just saying. It was a good football weekend for me, uh, along with fantasy football. My Dallas Cowboys spanked the shit out of the Eagles. You know what? Eliminated them from the playoffs. Speaking of the Cowboys, speaking of fantasy football, I had never been so willing to watch a freaking Cowboys game and invested in a Cowboys game. <laughs> I had the Cowboys-Eagles game planned. Because here's the thing, fantasy football, I didn't have nobody playing that game. But you had Hurts and you had Lamb. So I'm intrigued, and I got to watch what these two guys do. And I am watching this game the entire I don't give a shit about who, who wins or loses. I just care about points. And I'm like, these son of bitches. Really? Really? All right. Okay. But fantasy football got me watching the Cowboys game. Yeah, and you ended up just as frustrated watching it as I normally do. <laughs> so, <laughs> But the Cowboys actually have a shot, a really good shot. All they got to do is beat the Giants, which they will because Giants ain't shit. And hopefully the Eagles can beat the Redskins with Alex Smith coming back. And then the Cowboys are in the playoffs. As incredibly frustrating and annoying as that is, I still want to do it. I know they don't have a shot to win because they got too many injuries as far as the whole thing. But I still want to go to the playoffs. Like, fuck that. I love when my team's in the playoffs rather they win or lose. Like, it's fun. Only a certain amount of teams make it, and my team might be one of them. And then I'd love to hear everybody crying, oh, they're 7 and 9. They're in a bad division. It's not fair. Shut the fuck up. Win your division. Doesn't matter what your record is. All you got to do is win your division. And it's funny that people say that, because especially like, you hear that a lot from like Patriots fans. It's like, well, you've realized the Patriots are there every year because they got nobody in their fucking division. Exactly. Like, it, at least this division all sucks, and they fucking they go to the. I mean, three teams have a shot at winning this division. Here's on, the thing: on like, Sunday, I don't think the teams all suck. Like they they're not the best teams, but they all have teams that they're all like three of the four teams are teams that have good caliber players, have you know big upside to the future. They the the NFC you know, or East reminds me of like the Pac-12. I love the Pac-12. I grew up as a UCLA fan, but you always, you know you got UCLA, you got Oregon, you got USC teams that are always doing well and always like in the mix. But they beat the shit out of each other every year, and yeah. they end up with like two, three losses, you know, and they never end up in the picture. But it's like, and all these other teams. Oh yeah, Alabama. Okay, name me four, three other teams that are doing well in that division. Um, you know what I mean? They, they it's, it's no different. They're the fucking a, a, AFC East is the same way. They had the fucking Patriots. They had the Patriots, and then everybody else just sucked. Yep. Well, Miami this, guess trash. What? Guess what? Buffalo's been trash ever since they went to the Super Bowl four years in a row. This is the first time Buffalo's made the playoffs since nineteen ninety five. No, they were there last year. Well, then who was it? Was it Miami? No, it was Buffalo. Buffalo no, it was the first time Buffalo's year. won their division since nineteen ninety five. I think. Are you sure? I think it was made the playoffs. I don't no, no. They, it was playoffs the first time they won year. the division since '93. Mm. They were in the playoffs last year because I remember our good our, our good friend Dave Curtis being excited about them being in the playoffs last year. But yeah, some of these teams haven't been to the playoffs since the '90s, and people make fun of the Cowboys for not winning the whole fucking thing since the '90s. But I digress. Uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we got some Wrestle Kingdom to talk about. We got some TLC to recap. 
and some sad news in the world of wrestling as well here on Boot to the Face. Stay tuned. I think it's Dak Question 2018. Welcome back. Boot to the Face. Chris Rucker and Marty Vasquez. Marty, we found out on Saturday out of nowhere that the leader of the Dark Order, former Wyatt family member, husband, father, Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, had passed away just like out of nowhere. Um, How like crazy is this all seem to you? And another question, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but why are people on the internet like fighting about it? Um, what well, I didn't know people were fighting about it. I guess I really haven't noticed that. And it wasn't, it was actually, we found out last night, uh, Sunday night. No, it was Saturday night. It was no, right yes. before, uh, it was right before I started 80 proof. It was Saturday. Oh, cause we were I, talking I, about I it in the chat. Um, yeah, like it's it's crazy that it just kind of popped out of nowhere, and I've been reading a lot of stuff on it, and like we've been talking about it a couple, we've mentioned a couple times over the last few weeks regarding him, you know, where he's at, how you know, did he get injured? What the injury is? Is he coming back soon? Um, apparently, from the report, the article I saw today, he's been in the hospital since October. Hmm. Like he uh, he was in, he I, maybe he got TV hurt after that that dog collar match, and then a couple weeks later. Um, he was in the hospital and just kept getting worse and worse. And he's been in the whole time. And apparently, uh, his family was in co- close contact with the AEW and everybody knew about it, but they, here's the, here's the crazy thing. We talk about this all the time. They like, they kept it in the wraps. They said, we will keep this quiet. This isn't going out of house. It's staying in the house. Um, you know, we're, we're here for you guys do what you need to do. And then obviously we got the news, you know, this weekend, um, which kudos to them for keeping the family's privacy that entire time. Like that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome that they did that um, for them. Uh, but yeah, man, that's just forty one years old. Yeah, um, it's fucking scary. And the guy looked like he was at the you know, take away the beard and everything. The guy looks like he was at the top of his game. You know what I mean? Like he was. Here's the thing. Like we've talked about this in the past when it came to the Wyatt family, he was my favorite guy of the entire Wyatt family. I thought he was the most athletic. I thought he was the best on the mic. I thought he was the best. I, I thought he was going to be the breakout star out of that group. And and once he left the AEW, we started to see that. Uh, I enjoyed watching the hell out of that guy. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, definitely out of nowhere, you know, a lung issue. That's, you know, whatever it is, just makes you think like, you know, check yourself, man. If anything seems off, Get yourself looked at because you never know. Just one day, boom, you're not here. It's it's especially scary because of the age that he's at. Professional athlete, tip-top shape. And then he's worked for WWE and AEW, like two of the biggest wrestling companies in the world. So you know he's had the best medical available to somebody. And the fact that he's still, like, they couldn't do shit for him, man, that's... It's sad, like, he had a wife and kids, you know what I mean? Like, we're to the age now where when stuff like this happens and those people are close to your age, like, I'm 38, I think, man, like, what the fuck? Like, if that was me, like, that would that would be awful, you know what right. I mean? So, I couldn't imagine, man, and so my heart goes out to his, his wife and kids, and I just wish that wrestling fans would shut the fuck up sometimes. Like, it's not... Just to enlighten it, 
enlighten, enlighten me. What's the? Because I haven't looked into it. What are some of the arguments? Like, what's what's causing these fights? You got people like tagging wrestlers, saying, "How come you're not saying good stuff about Brody Lee?" Like calling people out because they aren't sending out condolences, calling people out for their condolences. Um, Bruce Mitchell, who works for PW Torch, who I'm, you know, kind of cool with, he wrote a a article saying that AEW and the family should be more transparent if this was COVID and not try to like hide it if that's what's happening. And I understand why people would be mad at him writing that so close to it. But people are just like tagging people and tagging the, you know, I've talked about this before. Like I hate the snitch tag thing that people do on Twitter. Like if somebody says something and that person doesn't see it, you're basically being a part of it by tagging them to make sure that they see it. Like, yeah, there was a there was an article. It wasn't part of that one, but it like came about this weekend. There was like an indie wrestler who was on like AEW's like open first episode Dynamite. Yeah, and got paid like a couple dollars, you know, hundred fifty, hundred twenty bucks, two hundred bucks, whatever it was. And then was on the team for like, the next three nights, and he he did the same thing. He did that that tag rant and about him not getting his his pay gain dot or dropped significantly over the next two tapings of his obviously this is like side help he's not even like he's on tv as as a side talent not even on in a match yeah and blowing tagging people and you know where Britt baker came out and it's like are you are you serious right now the the industry is in mourning of a great man a friend a family member uh uh you know a husband a father and and you're out here bitching about hundred and twenty dollars, and like you know, are you serious? Are you talking about professionalism and this is the shit you want to pull, kind of thing? Obviously, the guy ended up like deleting his post like right after that. But seriously, it's like I don't know. Like, yeah, that's just that that culture is just ridiculous. Um, and for people like you know what, you don't know these people. You, you don't know who. You know what? They don't know who they were, if they were close to them, or if they really knew them. Hell, you don't know if they had a beef that they didn't like each other at all. And, and if that's the case, that's their own private business. If, you know, they, everybody has a different way of mourning and a different way of acknowledging things, um, you know, just leave people alone. Like, it's, mind your, like, at this point, it's like, mind your business. Yeah. Don't concern yourself with shit that doesn't matter to you. And that goes to that long to what I was going to talk about was the fact like every time there's a wrestler that passes, whether it's you know the the an older generation, a newer generation, up and comer, whatever happens, you know we as wrestling fans we see this all the time. We always see someone we have watched on TV, maybe even interacted with somehow, uh, but they're they're passing. They're passing, and as you said, you know the older we get, the the closer it becomes closer to us. Um, you know what I mean? And, and you always see these posts, and sometimes like, oh, okay, yeah, they just, obviously it's a legend, so everyone's going to post. But the one thing I will say is I've always liked um, Luke Harper and Brody Lee, and the, the the things I've read from everybody from all over the place, um, and the detail within what everybody's sharing, you can tell that this guy was more than a wrestler mm-hmm. to everybody. And the stuff, I just love seeing the things that people share. It's just the stories. It's just like this guy was actually he was a, a good guy, and that's what it seems like. And that's what's coming across, and it just sucks. Anytime anyone dies, passes away, it's always you know unfortunate, and it's not you know it's it's a sad moment. 
but then when you see it, it's like a, it's when it's a a good person, it just hits a little bit harder. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's a piece of shit, it's like okay, yeah, this person passed, and I'm sorry to say that. It is what it is. We've all thought that, but when it's when it's like an actual good human being, it's like damn man, that that sucks. And it just yeah. seems like a lot of people, veterans, legends, new up and comers, um, we're all we're all inspired by this one man, and that's something to say to who he was. It sucks that people have to pass away before you start hearing how good of a person that they were. And this is one of those, you know, because he played a big, scary, bad guy on TV 90% of his career. So you don't know that behind the scenes he does this, that, and the third. So, I mean, it it sucks. Which, man. at the it same time, that, they shouldn't because they're all yeah. just trying to, you know, trying to well, keep Well, I'm, I'm saying, there, though, like... And now you hear all this stuff and it's like heartwarming and makes you, you know, respect what he was and all that. But he had to die in order for you to hear. Right. You know what I mean? That's that part of it sucks. It's also good that nobody's coming out like he was. I saw that. Uh, like yeah, exactly. If, right. <laughs> like exactly. if Hulk Hogan was to die, I can only imagine the shit Iron Sheik would talk <laughs> Thank about. Thank you. I was going to say, <laughs> you imagine what Sheik he be saying right now? <laughs> uh, but even, remember. you know, speaking of people calling people out, did you, like I did, the one thing I did see, I did see that like, fucking Kevin Nash was calling up the WWE for it. And I'm like, why? Really? Like they've, they've made multiple posts about him. You know, they're going to have a tribute to him uh, on TV. You And then they posted like a 10 minute video. About his like, about his backstory, like about his back life. You know what but I mean? What would Kevin Nash have to say to WWE about? Simple this? tweet, too little. Like, are, are you serious? What What did yeah. your ass post? I don't know. I just, Nash like, might have been on a red wine that night. Might have been. Might have been. Yeah. Up in them DMs, you know, just calm the calm the fuck down, Kev. Just calm down. Yeah. But I did see that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It's, yeah, it's. Goes to the point we've all we we make all the time is people need to get their heads out their asses. What was your favorite uh, Luke Harper and or Brody Lee moment that you can remember? Um, I can tell you mine off the top of my head if you want to think of one. Yeah, go ahead. It's not just him, but the first time that the Shield and the Wyatt family like squared off, they never even touched. But the Wyatt family was like watching the Shields match versus. Mark Henry and somebody else, and when the Shield won, the Wyatt family like stood up, or their music hit, and then the Shield came back to the ring, and then Roman got up on the apron, and then Bray got on the apron, and just the electricity of like, holy shit, like these two badass heel factions have fucking had enough of each other, <laughs> and shit's about to go down. Like that's one of my favorite, and like I said, they never even touched. The Wyatt family ended up leaving. And so um, that was just like, I remember posting on Facebook, like just a picture of it. And I was like, this is why I fell in love with wrestling. Like how I feel right now, even as a grown man watching this, when I didn't give a shit about the white family and I really didn't like the shield that much at the time, but it was just like, fuck, like this is, this is a big deal. And he was fucking right there with him. Yeah. I don't have, I'm not, I don't have a match. Um, I'm sure if I really thought about it, I could think of one. Um, uh, mine has to do with two things. <clears throat> and th- these are the two things that really caught my attention from day one. Um, his presence is one, um, just when he stands in the ring he, and just like his heavy breathing is like his beard, which aren't flaring out. <laughs> you know what I'm, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like I'm a bearded guy. So like beards, like I hold, it holds something true to my heart, man. 
when I see a bearded bass, bat, badass out there, I like it. And you just the guy just he just you can see he commanded the presence of a big guy. But then the first time I saw him run and jump over the ring or over the ropes and and run through the ring and hit the corners, it was like, damn, this dude can move for a big guy. Yeah, like this dude is talented. He's he is like when I first saw that immediately, that's when I knew this is the guy that's gonna be the breakout from this group. Like I know Bray's the leader, and I know Braun's the, the muscle. Um, you obviously you know it's just like you can tell from day one that Luke Harper was gonna be the breakout guy because of his the presence he the, he commanded by just being there and his athletic ability. Like you didn't see that from big guy like that, and that that's that's those are the two things that have always stood out to me about the man. Yep. So rest in peace, Brody Lee, and we will. Be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. Welcome back to Boot to the Face. Chris Rucker along with Marty Vasquez, the two-time, two-time Trivomania champion. Marty Vasquez, that's a Trivomania champion. He beat Chris Cass and he beat uh, The Miz. So, uh, yeah. Congratulations again, Marty. Thank you, sir. Speaking of winning, let's talk some TLC. What did you want to get into regarding TLC besides, again, the boss, the standard, the GOAT, the blueprint, the SmackDown Women's Champion, carrying another woman to their best match, as she typically always does? What did you want to talk about besides that? Um, I'm sure that was in your notes. (laughs) It wasn't. Um, (laughs) What I that one out. What I will say (laughs) is that. So uh, my girlfriend's been watching wrestling more and more. So so, you know, I saw this to to the point where I mean, she see. I don't have to say anything. And when Sasha comes on screen. She has the same feelings that I have. You're full like, of shit. I'm dead serious. You're to the full point, of shit. To the point when when she saw her in the Mandalorian, she said she's like, Ugh, "Really? That's because of you. You no, do that. No. You bring the negative Sasha hold energy, up. and you got her <laughs> hating on Sasha Banks. You know what? Sarah so, needs to like. <laughs> she, I know she's not a wrestling fan, but you're about to take her down a dark path that she doesn't need to go down. Anyways, she's starting to pick things up herself. You know, she could tell Carmella's not a wrestler. Carmella's a diva. Um, but, you know, anyways, that was I thought that was a great match, first of all. Just, I thought it was a great match. I really did. It's the last time you said that about Carmella. It's been a long time. Mm, if ever. Um, but can we uh, talk about the fact that Randy Orton <laughs> lit a man on fire? <laughs> like... All I mean, right, th- those are the rules to the match, though. Holy shit! Like he was trying to win. He did that. All right. <laughs> well done. There was I mean, oh, there was something else I was going to talk about. Ah, oh, just Randy Orton tried to murder a motherfucker on TV, and instead of getting arrested, he gets his arm raised in victory. <laughs> <laughs> Only in the WWE, right? Right. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a uh, Charlotte Flair's return. Exactly. Um, Thank I'm you. Sick of her already. Thank you. You know what's frustrating is I feel that, that that really was supposed to be Lana. And then they said, oh, Charlotte can come back early? Hey, Lana, hit the road. 
Let's take a seat. We're, we're gonna. <laughs> and they push Charlotte in. Lana is like the wrestling version of Wally Pitt. Like she's always getting hurt, and somebody takes. Remember, she was supposed to enter the Rumble, and Becky came in and took her place and won the whole fucking thing. And now she's supposed to get a tag title shot, and quote unquote gets hurt, and then Charlotte comes in and wins four. Like Lana can't catch a break, unless it's her ankle. Or <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, that's um, we have new tag team champions. Knew that was coming. Uh, unfortunately, you know so. what? You need to be more positive about the hurt business. I'd you know what? To, I'd hate for MVP Lashley Benjamin fucking Cedric. I, to roll up there's some things we're gonna talk about a little bit later. I you know I'll I'll help you out against these motherfuckers on the internet. But if the hurt business is getting in that ass, more, I don't know. I don't even know you. I don't. You seen the motherfuckers turn the head? Oh, shit, Marty, what happened? You all right? Wow. Why MVP leaving like that? What'd you do? It was your fault, wasn't it? You said something crazy, didn't you? Like, I'm not getting in the middle of that shit. You kidding me? Have you seen Lashley? That's uh, <laughs> that's what I got for money in the bank. You better leave the hurt business alone. I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Miz failed cash in. Fantastic, fantastic. Gotta love. Did he that. cash it in though? He said John Morrison cashed it in. Uh, well, as of right now, it's still classified as the Miz's cash in. Mm. And how I don't know how it's Morrison's cash in. The fact that he he still he he told the ref he was cashing in and joined the match. John Morrison told the ref that the Miz so was the Miz. In. So Miz was the on Miz. the ladder. He never said anything. I've watched it again. Morrison gave the referee the fucking briefcase and was like, he's cashing it in. And Miz was standing there at the bottom of the ladder, like looking at the belt. This is ridiculous. This is bullshit. <laughs> it really is. He's going to get the briefcase back. He sure as shit is. And then cash it in and win. <laughs> he sure as hell is. Oh, my God. Uh, TLC was a good pay-per-view, though. I thought it was. It was. It was a... Uh, for a pay-per-view that wasn't getting a lot of attention, it was really good. And we didn't even talk about Roman and KO and the fucking clinic that they put on two times in a row. Damn right. The TLC match and the Hell's cage match. Oh, cage match, yeah. It's just, those two have always had really good chemistry, too. So, happy to have a job. KO loses to Roman two times in a row, and hopefully he's to the back of the line. And I don't know who's next for Roman, but should be fun. Roll yeah, that's season what, now. That's it, we are. We had the first entrant this week, so uh, that was anticlimactic. Well, yep, yep, yep. And I hope, I hope that he is number one and is cheering his way all the way through, and people are loving it, and he gets eliminated last, and people just their hearts crush. I wonder if they're gonna have fans at the Royal Rumble this this year Man, at Tropicana so. Field. I hope so. Fucking cases are spiking again. I was hoping so too. It's fucking I was Florida. Hoping, I was hoping we'd be able to go to Mania, but it it ain't fucking looking good. Yeah, I'm blacked out Mania. I don't even want to talk about it no more. Oh damn! Good thing you didn't get tickets. What if you would have had tickets? Would you have been able to tell them like, "Look, I've already paid for this shit. Are y'all gonna reimburse me?" I'm like, "This is two fucking years I paid for your shit. You guys need to give me some kind of fucking plaque." Yeah. More than a plaque. Give me a fucking hand job or something. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. Um so Marty, we got we talked about TLC, we talked about Brody Lee. Let's get to Wrestle Kingdom. 
Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom, Kingdom. number 15. That's what, Sunday night, Monday night? Sunday night? No, was it Sunday night? I thought it was Monday, Tuesday. Hold on. I got it right here. Hold on. Night one is going to be January 4th. So basically January 4th at midnight. Which January 4th is Monday. So it'll be Sunday night at midnight. So yeah, I guess technically Sunday night, Monday night. So let's go ahead and predict it. I mean, we don't have another show until then. Well, I guess technically we do. But let's go ahead and predict it, and then uh, we'll talk about it in two weeks. Yeah, so we got a... Again, it's two nights. Um, Already got like seven matches per night. Eight matches on night two. Holy shit. Uh, um, A lot of fucking matches. There's a, a match... It's called the New Japan Rambo. Basically a battle royal. To determine the provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy. I don't think that they have announced... Yeah, they haven't announced the card for that. Who's going to be in that match yet. I'm going to pick uh, Juice Robinson. That that's that sounds pretty, pretty good. Um, <laughs> I, I would say the same thing. Um that's King of Pro Wrestling, so who knows? Uh, but he, I mean, that man, he's he ever since he returned with a new look. Um, the, I mean, the dude looks looks legit. Mm, wonder why? Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, I don't know who else is going to be in that match, so I guess we'll just have to pass over that. But for the first match, we got Hiromu Takahashi versus El Fantasmo for the. Uh, to determine who will challenge for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship on night two, I believe. Yep, on night two. And then, so we got, yeah, I, I think with that one, I, I feel like Takahashi is going to win that one, but I feel like that's the that's too easy to say he's going to win it. I, I always. I also don't pick. see Takahashi as a junior heavyweight. I was going to say, I always want to pick Takahashi when I hear his name. But I'm going to pick El Fantasmo. That'll be my pick to win this one. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Takahashi been, is a three-time junior heavyweight champion, I just I just feel he's bigger than that now. I need to move him on. Yeah, um, maybe they will. But hold on. So let me before we do that, let me just tell you this. Because as of right now, the junior heavyweight champion is Ishimori. So that that's who the, the that's who the match night two is essentially going to be. It's going to be Ishimori versus either Takahashi or Al Fantasma. Fantasma's going to beat them both. So that's the thing. Like him, him and Al Fantasmo, you know, they're they're BFFs. Yeah. So that that thing that's it's always like a BFF match at Wrestle Kingdom. It seems like, or some kind of coming to a head between friends at Wrestle Kingdom. Why not? That is true. That is true. Um, so, I don't know. I I think that Takahashi is the easy pick. Uh, but I feel like it, I think that it's going to go El Fantasmo um, and, and Ishimori Night 2 also. I, I think I think the two of them, just that, that storyline between the two of them um, would be pretty big. Um, so, yeah. And then... 
We have the, the, the next match, the tag team match for the IWGP Tag Team Championships, which I can't believe they still have these freaking titles. That's that's the dangerous techers, Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> Fucking. I'm not. I'm just. They're, they're going to lose these titles. <laughs> they're losing them that night because they're fighting G.O.D. Oh, yeah. G.O.D. never wins at Wrestle Kingdom. I know they don't. This is going to be what, the like year. Like 0-6 or something This is like that. the year. They win it. Yeah. They win it this year. Can't nobody messing with gorillas. Um, Kenta, who is the current certificate holder for the United States Championship, versus <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I, I mean, it basically means that when Moxley is able to fight, Kenta gets to fight him. Oh, he has. Okay, I thought you meant like he's really the champion, but they don't have the belt, so they just gave him a fucking certificate. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty He's sure the from interim champion. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just because the fact that Moxley is still here. Moxley mm. can't get over there. They're not going to take it away just due to the circumstances. Why can't he though? If God can get over there, why can't Moxley get over there? God's been over the whole time. I thought. I thought they'd wrestled here. Mm, I don't think so. You don't have to worry about. It. I, I I just thought they had wrestled here, but if I feel like they've been in America for a while. And then they went back over there. But I could be wrong. Who knows? It's COVID world. Wrestlers don't want you to know the truth. They lie exactly. about shit all the time. Um, I, I got... Oh, he's fighting Kojima. I, Kenta's gonna, going to win this. Yeah. I think Kenta eventually takes the title off of Moxley also. Moxley um, belts. And then we got Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the Great Okan. And a singles match. Tanahashi. Yeah, without a doubt. Um... Kujisuke Okada, this is going to be, this right here, I'm telling you right now, this will be the match of the night. Night one? Night one. Match of Wrestle Kingdom. Ooh, ah. If one match on night two turns out the way I hope it, I think it's going to, that could be the best match of the weekend. Uh, but as of right now, what's labeled, this Give is going to be Osprey. the match. Kujisuke Okada. Versus Will Ospreay. <laughs> I got Osprey, man. I got Osprey winning in Osprey and fucking Orange Cassidy. Those are my two guys this year that I fucking couldn't stand coming into 2020. And now I'm like all over it. That's funny. Yeah. So I got, I got, I think Osprey gets the win over Akata. Um, yeah, I mean, because we talked about this uh, during. The G1, where I said I wanted Osprey to win to kind of get some new blood in there. But if you're not going to put the title on him, what's the next best thing for him to do at Wrestle Kingdom? Fucking beat Okada. Like, you know. That's what I'm saying. Beat, the fact that there's no title beat, on the line. Yeah. If you beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, whether it's the championship or not, you still beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And that's the same thing with Okada. Exactly. Like Exactly. You're not going to have a world title match, then the best spot to be in is in a match with Okada. And the only spot better than that is to actually beat Okada. Um, this is this is where I feel like they are dropping the ball. And they're going to do, again, just like they did last year, they're, go- they're going to do the, the singles match for both the dual titles, the heavyweight championship and the IWGP champion, or Intercontinental Championship. Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi, night one, headline match. 
I don't I don't see Ibushi beating Naito night one. I just don't. And then the winner faces Jay White. Yes, sir. Hmm. Now, given Jay White versus Kota would have a story there for the fact that Jay White took Kota's briefcase for the you know Wrestle Kingdom match for the titles. Um, which but then he still give... gets a match the first night. What's that? But then Obushi still gets a shot at the titles the first night. Correct. Even Correct. though he lost his briefcase. Exactly. So the G1 is fucking inconsequential this year. I mean, yes and no. Because the fact that J.Y. gets to use the night two basically means he gets to leave Wrestle Kingdom with the titles. Like Obushi could win them and then lose them the next night. Kind of like last year. They won and lost them. You know? Well, so I got Obushi winning. Wow, you got to beat a Naito. Yeah. All Naito's right. had the belts for too fucking long. I mean, yeah. I mean, we basically had it for with, a year, except for what, that month that Evil had him? <laughs> pretty basically. Yeah. Um, I think I think Abushi win, or loses. I think Naito wins. Um, Just because, yeah, I, I know this is jumping ahead, but I don't think that the title switch hands twice in one night, one weekend. Correct. So, oh, I see you. I see you. Uh, night two. Night two. We have a six women tag team match. Women? Women. At Wrestle Kingdom? At Wrestle Kingdom. It is a dark match. There's actually, the f- there's actually two matches. What? Yep. At uh, Wrestle Kingdom. At Wrestle Kingdom. In New Japan. Yes, sir. Has this been done before? N- nope. I believe there's only been one match before. Mm. Uh, so the Queen's Quest, which has uh, Kamatani. Uh, and then Utami, I, dude, I, I've heard her name a million times, but I can never say her name. Uh, but she's from, she's like, she wrestled in stardom, um, and stuff like that. So, uh, Utami. Yes. Yeah. I'm not even going to say the rest of it. And then, and then Donna Del Mondo, which I don't even know anybody on that team. Um, uh, basically this is a stardom match. Uh, the stardom match, it's going to be on a dark, on a dark card. Um, uh, both of them will be, but. Only because I do know the uh, the, the first two, um, I do know some seen some of that work. I, I think they win this match. Just I'm just gonna throw it out there. Um, and then the second the second match right afterwards. So <laughs> I, it's gonna be Mayu Iwatani, who I, she's the one that had the match that the last Wrestle Kingdom that the women had a match, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and Tam Nakano. Versus the other members of Donna Del Mondo. Um, that, yeah. That, so basically, I, I, yeah, I, I got to go with Mayu Iwatani on this one. I'm going to agree with you because I can't pronounce anybody's name in that match. Okay. That works. That's not I mean, given like in, in that second match, the, uh, yeah. I, I, Never the, heard the one of the girls on the second, on the second team, she is like the stardom ch- world champion. Um, but I don't know. I just I I just, I, I like my Iwatani. I, I think she's gonna win. Um, Four way match for the provisional KOPW 2021 trophy, which I'm guessing that means that the last four members in the ring and the the ramp the royal the battle royal the night before will be in this one. So we don't know who that'll be at this moment. The fourth match of the night: Suzuki Gun with Al Desperado uh, and Kanemaru, who are the champions for the junior heavyweight tag titles. Versus 108, which is Taguchi and Master Wato. Uh, Wado, I think it's Wado. Wado. 
Um, I think they. I think that Suzuki Gun wins or maintains on this. Yeah, game. I'll agree with you on that one. The next match. This is one I'm actually kind of. Ex- I, I'm kind of looking forward to this match. Uh, this is for the Never Open Weight Championship. Uh oh. And it's Shingo Ta- uh, Tagaji versus Jeff Cobb. I got that big Hawaiian suplexing son of a bitch. Say it. To Say win it for it. those in the back. Say it for those yep. in the back. Jeff Cobb. Damn Jeff right. Had a cup of coffee in AEW, ROH. And now he's over there whooping ass in New Japan. I think he gets that never open weight title. Yep. And then we get the the rubber match. I want to say it's the rubber match because I know they fought twice in the last year. They fought like last night before the final of um, before the final of G One Climax. Old friends coming to head. Evil versus Sonata. Singles match. <sighs> Evil. I want Evil to win. I'm an Evil fan. But I think Sonata... No, you know what? No, Evil wins. Sonata beat him in G1 Climax. Evil wins. Could you imagine being Evil? You lose both the championships, COVID hits, and now you can't go see Io Shirai? That's gotta suck. Right? Damn what right. a shitty year for him. He was winning at the beginning of 2020. Remember how we <laughs> talked about him? We and talked about we... coming out and dressed like King. Coming out of January, he was the man on top of the world. Yeah, man. Shit hit the fan for that guy. <laughs> um, and then we got the singles match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. The winner of the Takahashi and El Phantasmo. Um, which, did you say El Phantasmo also? Yep, I yep. said Phantasmo. Versus Ishimori. Um, I think I I think El Phantasmo wins the title. Yep, got him going two and zero. Yeah. Um. Feel like I saw something. Oh no, that's Chase Owens. Never mind. Chase Owens was with it. Um. And then the last match of the night, Tetsuya Naito or Kota Ibushi. I got Naito versus Jay White. You got Ibushi versus Jay White. And this is a singles match for the dual championships. Uh, I got. I think Jay White walks out both titles. And Ibushi walks out both titles. I think Ibushi is finally getting his his run. I want that to happen, but you know how many times we have said that. Ugh. That's why it's going to happen this time. It's got to happen at some point, right? Got to. Oh, snap. And then, oh, you know what? Big picture just opens flash screen off my face, my, my room right now. We got partnerships happening. Partnerships. Who's the AEW world champion? Who's the champion of champions? AEW Impact. What now? Kenny Omega. Kota Bushi walks out of New Japan with the IWGP championships. And there's a partnership with AEW and Impact. And you got Coda and Kenny sitting at the top of the fran- of the organization. Oh shit! Golden what does Lover's Impact have bringing- to do with New Japan? I'm talking about the fact that there's partnerships, all of them. And oh, Kenny is rolling up both those, and then Ibushi has both his belts. Yeah, Golden Lover sitting at the top and of the then world. Kenny turns on Ibushi and tries to take both of those. Also, oh snap! Jay, why about the guts dropped to the bottom of the heap right here? 
Yeah, he might as well go to fucking NXT. Oh, shit. <laughs> he might as well go after the North American Championship. I think, I think, I think, uh, Rocky Romero sees the big picture over there. I'm going to have to reverse my calls, man. I got Kota Bushi winning both nights. Fuck this. I said, I'm looking big picture. I'm looking big picture now. Jay White's going to lose, and they're going to shave his mustache, his little nasty-ass beard off his face. Yeah, I don't know what that thing is. Remember how handsome that dude used to be, and then he started growing that fucking... It's like pussy repellent he's got on his face. That's why That's why Thomas said, you know what? <laughs> this this guy's got this nasty-ass beard. I'm going to shave my shit and look GQ over here in this bitch now. Thomas looking like a little choir boy. <laughs> that was and uh, that, your Wrestle gentlemen. Kingdom... Yeah, 15 predictions. I'm excited about Wrestle Kingdom. I'm going to watch it. I uh, I have a device I can watch it with now. 15 bucks a month, Marty. 15. Fantastic. I watch oh, all the for, football games. Oh, for all the devices. Got it. All the uh, UFC fights. So what you're saying is that I'm... Uh, I got to like... Never mind. Hey, man. I'm not saying anything. I'm never just mind. saying text me. I'll give you some details. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Boot to the Face, our year-end special. Last episode of the year, Mark, 2020. It's been a fucking asshole, cocksucking motherfucker of a year. So we're excited to get it over with because, as we all know, once January 1st hits, like, all the problems are going away. <laughs> you know what? No, the, the meme I keep seeing that I think is funny. It's like, oh, wait till 20. You guys are all crazy about 2020. Just wait till that son of a bitch turns 21. Like, yeah. well, then tell that drinking. bitch to catch up because the rest of us been drinking all year. 2021 got to catch up to the rest of us. Uh, Marty, I don't think we did the year in awards last year. Yeah, we did. Did we do booties yeah. last year? I remember only we doing did. It That's because last year's the year we named it the booties. Nah, the booties. We got to come up with a trophy. <laughs> booty, booty, booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty. All right, well, let's get into it. Um, the 2020 Booty Awards. I'm trying to find all the categories. Because... I got them right here. I got them right here. Oh, okay. I got it written down. <clears throat> um, we'll I just... didn't even. I didn't even pick anybody. I'm just gonna do it off the top oh, of snap. my head. I, I kind of went through really quick right before we jumped on, uh, and that, that's kind of why I think it's kind of a little bit better, just because like this is what stood out to me for this year. Yeah. Uh, up and comer of the year. Mm. Obviously, here's the thing, and I had some. I have. I had three people down on this one. Okay. And I started thinking about, like, you know what? I think one of these people we actually had down last year. Because I think last year we had female breakout star and male breakout star. And I believe we had Keith Lee and Bianca Belair Mm. for both those. Um, So I have Bianca Belair written down. But then I thought about that. I'm like, you know what? She was our our female breakout star of the year last year and just kept that going. So I kind of took her off the list just because of the fact that kind of giving her that award last year. You know what I mean? I know who mine is. Um, I had I, I had another guy as an individual, Angel Garza. Okay, that's a good. One. He kind of fell off the map, kind of, but he started making his way back. Now they separate mm-hmm. from from Andrade, but yeah. but my my breakout up and comer isn't a new guy, Mm-mm. but he's new to the individual scene. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get him to the single scene. I'm gonna get him. You gonna get him? Because the USO Penitentiary is now a member of one. And there's a breakout star that broke out the penitentiary, Mr. Jay Uso. 
Did you like read my mind or something oh, right there? Because that was exactly who I, I was going to pick either Orange Cassidy or Jay Uso. And I went with Uso because Cassidy was kind of breaking out last year. Right. Um. So just because you picked Jay Uso, I'm going to go different. What? And you can't. Come on, man. Give the man his props. Yeah, boots boots in the you, face. Boots in the face came to the agreement that this was the breakout star of the year. Yeah, you're right. Because we do got to put it out there that he won. So, yeah. We'll go Jay Uso breakout star of the year. What honorable mention to Ricky Starks. No, not Ricky Starks. I'm sorry. Thunder Rosa. Okay. So, okay. We're going to hold that thought. We're going to hold that thought. Yeah. Um, tag team of the year. Hmm. All I know is there's been a team that's been doing it for a long time. Then there's a team who's been doing it for less time. But this team has been doing it all year long. Because they're up. And we want the smoke. The tag team of the year. Bearded Masters list. Street Profits. I'm going to go with Hangman Page and Omega. So now we got to kind of discuss who we're going to pick. No, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, I like it. I, you know what? To be honest with you, I wasn't even thinking of the Hangman Page and because it felt like if it did feel like it was a while ago. It does, but but they had probably two or three of the best tag team matches in all of pro wrestling this year. Their match with the Young Bucks, their match with the Revival. Uh, I think they had the match they beat SCU for the tag titles. Like. They constantly put on really good matches while telling the story that my boy Hangman was a drunk and Omega was a punk ass bitch. So I was I was digging it, man. I really was. I I love the Street Profits, but I was more. I talk about this all the time. I'm more into the story. And nope, I get that. Hangman and Cowboy, Cowboy, Hangman and Omega had more of a story surrounding every match that they had. They just weren't out there putting on good matches. They actually had a reason behind it. Yeah, no, I get that. And I, I'm a, I'm a mega fan and I love Kenny. I love hanging page, you know, uh, I, I, I see your points. You know, when I look at, uh, the street profits, I look at the team that, uh, I personally think that the street profits, when everything started, they were definitely like the tag team. They were definitely the ones that were like keeping raw afloat. Uh, of course, at, t- at points we start talking about them being overutilized, but yeah. then they also brought Bianca to the to the main main TV. Um, but they, had, they everything they were like, given some things were sort of the greatest things. But their stuff with the Viking Raiders, their stuff with the New Day, uh, I thought was fantastic. I think there's more to that story. Um, they've been they've been champions for almost three hundred days or for three hundred days. Yeah, uh, see the stuff with the Viking Raiders, like that takes it down a peg for me. Okay, because I didn't like any of it. I didn't like any of it. Playing basketball and <laughs> croquet and fucking squidage, whatever the hell it's called. Like, <laughs> is that did I not say it right? Quidditch. That's it. Quidditch. Squidage. What the fuck? I don't know, man. Squidage. I don't know what that is. Whatever it was, they were playing that shit, and they were like eating big ass turkey legs. Like that had nothing to do with being a tag team. I mean, who don't like so, turkey legs? I'm gonna 
Um, with that, I like it. I like it. The fact that I agree with you as far as the story goes. We talk about it all the time. The story is where it's at. The story is what runs the business. Um, That's what keeps you intrigued. The matches and the cards will bring you to the match and bring you to the the, the show. But the story is what keeps you there. Um, Yeah, that Hangman Page and and if not, if here's the thing, you just take you take away the tag team part of it all. And that could easily be probably one of the best stories of the year in wrestling. Yep. Yep. Um, so as far as that goes, I, yeah, I can absolutely get on board with that. 100%. Um, match of the year. Oof. I'm going to let you go first on this one. I have my Oof. thoughts on this one. I'm going to let you go first. You're going to let me go first. Fuck. Um, match it goes along. It goes for me. When I look back at 2020... There's a lot of matches that stand out to me, I but know. it comes down. It comes down to what you just mentioned about tag team of the year, and telling that story. <sighs> Go ahead and pick yours. I, I still got to think because remember I didn't do any prep work for this because I'm an asshole. <laughs> um, I got I got Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. Um, that's a good one. Like their mat, their story that they told. Was absolutely fantastic. Uh, it had you, man. It, it had everything you wanted in that match. Um, I thought I thought it was fantastic. It's it's been such a long year. Um, and just so we're, I'm talking the I Quit match, not the Class of Champions. I'm talking the I Quit match at Hell in a yeah. Cell. That was a good one. Um, shit. I'm gonna go Undertaker and AJ Styles. <laughs> man, how'd you guess? Damn it! I knew um, it, man. I I saw it. I'm gonna pick the Royal Rumble match itself. The Royal Rumble, because you yeah. like Edge coming back. I mean, it was it was one of the last events that had fans at it. It had everything you wanted. It had the monster heel, the baby face up and coming to eliminate him, the big return, a couple stab in the backs, a surprise ending as to who won. Like, it was probably one of the best Royal Rumbles ever. And it involved nobody that I'm a fan of as far as who was, you know, in the decision. Um, You know, I'm not a Drew fan, like, at all. Um, didn't he eliminate Roman to win? Yeah, everybody eliminates Roman to win. Like Roman's like the MVP of it. So, so even with my favorite wrestler being eliminated for him to win the match, like I still enjoyed the match that much, and it led to Drew's monstrous year. So, I'm gonna pick the Royal Rumble match. Like I think, I think that was, I can't remember a better Royal Rumble than that one from start to finish. Um, no, he uh, wait. Yeah, he eliminated Roman. Was it Roman the one that he got eliminated last? Yep. Because Roman then came out and said, I'm the standard around here. Like, in order to win the Royal Rumble, you literally have to beat me. And then... Oh, yeah, eliminated named, 29th. Like, right, right, he yeah. named, like, Batista, Nakamura, Randy Orton, Drew. All them guys eliminated Roman last. Yeah, time. because the last the last four, um, before with the, with the or last five counting Drew, was Roman and Seth and then Edge. And Randy, so yeah, you know what? That's yeah, that was like that was a great finish right there. Yep, I remember that. 
I'll let you decide this one, man. I I can go with either one. Um, I think both of them had a lot of story coming in and coming out of it. I'll uh, just because you know Roman's gonna get his, and Jay already got. No, no, fuck that. Jay and Roman, I could go with that one. The I Quit match. Yep. Because that's you know. That's more storytelling, and I fucking love it. Your brother runs out there. You only quit because your brother was getting his ass kicked. Like, you you getting your ass whooped, and you refuse to quit, but you see your brother getting his ass kicked, and you're like, fine, you got it. So, yeah, I, I could do that. Comeback Wrestler of the Year. Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> We need to start this shit live because (gasps) I hate you right now. (laughs) Comeback wrestler of the year. I mean, can it be anybody but Roman? I mean, I know Edge came back. It can be. It can be. But Edge didn't fucking do anything like what Roman did. Here's the thing it doesn't have to be comeback. As far as they come back from injury, because Roman didn't come back from injury. Oh, Roman just yeah, took time off because of the pandemic. Yeah, but Roman was on top. I mean, I just here's the thing: Roman's on my comeback. I love Roman, and I think Roman did a lot this year, before and after, which is why Roman's gonna name's gonna be somewhere else. Oh, you know what? Go ahead. I, I'm gonna pick somebody else. This I told you earlier. We're gonna there's gonna be some things I'm gonna talk about later. Um. This isn't comeback because of a rest. He's not because of his wrestlers. Because of what he's done with what he's done since he's been back in the WWE. My comeback return of the year, Mister MVP himself. What? Because what that man has done. What? No. Wait a. Hold on. Wait hold on. Minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You spent the better part of a year talking shit about MVP. Doesn't mean I can't respect what happened. This man has got titles on three different men. Mm. He's made three guys who this time last year were essentially irrelevant Talk about to it. the company. Talk about it. Become something, not only relevance, but a mainstay on air. Carrying a brand. Hot damn. I can't stand her business. I I loathe MVP. Mm. But my comeback of the year for what the man has done since he came back. And he came back as we're entering a COVID pandemic era and mm. was able to get his entire team over and bury another team. Whew. Goodbye, Reckoning. Whew. Goodbye, Ratchet. The whole faction. Goodbye, Retribution. All 27 of them. I got to give it. I got to give this. I told you, I got to give respect where it's due. Mm, mm, mm. MVP, comeback of the year. I don't, do I even have to pick anybody? Because that's who <laughs> we're going with. Um, <laughs> My goodness. MVP. Whew. We'll go. Uh, we're going to go with MVP, but honorable, honorable mention we'll give to Britt Baker. Coming back from her injury, but Britt Baker in, ain't been gone. She's I was been about to say she stayed. Episode. She stayed relevant throughout her entire injury, and then once she came back, she's 
constantly on TV, constantly making people hate her, constantly making me laugh out loud. And I just can't, I mean, I, her and Rebel, I fucking love. Um, she got Big Swole on TV with some TV time for a pay-per-view match. You can I mean, tell your boyfriend, uh-uh, honey, husband, husband. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go honorable mention Britt Baker. But, yeah, I like the inf- Look at you, Marty. Hey, you know what? I all this about next feelings year, here. This time next year, you're going to be picking Sasha Banks for every goddamn booty we announce. Shut your mouth. Announce, so, yeah. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I mean, is there a booty booty award? I mean, booty 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 everywhere. Um, I could type. Never mind. She should get one. Wrestler. Uh, actually, we're gonna do wrestler of the year last. Yeah, we're gonna do female of the year. Female wrestler of the year. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Can't Listen. even fight me on this. One. She ain't even can't been even here. fight me. She on ain't this even one. on TV every week. She you ain't even on, on, on TV every one. month or so. But Ooh. hot damn, Santana Garrett, whenever she comes on TV. Oh boy, stop it. Oh. You can't even fight me on this one. Um, here's the thing. It's Sasha Banks. Is is female of the year? Yes. It's not here's even close. It's not even close. Here's the thing. There's no Sasha Banks without Bailey this year. Uh she's left Bailey and she's made Carmella relevant. Bailey was making, but Sasha wasn't there. Bailey was still relevant. Okay, before. tell me this: when Bailey had the title, hold on, when she was wrestling Lacey Evans, when she was wrestling, who else did she wrestle? Who even knows who else she hold wrestled? On. She was always in like I didn't say Sasha. Matches. I didn't say Sasha doesn't get it. I'm just I, saying, don't I'm don't, saying... don't put Bailey and Sasha in the same category because it's not. <sighs> Bailey's Bailey's Bailey is beneath Sasha. Bailey did her thing this year. She made me a fan. We've talked about that before. But she's not Sasha Banks. Sasha just doesn't do it. Bailey I, only I, has good them, matches against them, Sasha Banks. Them together. Let's talk, can them we talk together about that? Is money. Can we talk about how Bailey only has really good one-on-one matches against Sasha? What other good one-on-one matches Bailey ever had besides against Sasha? I'll wait. Sasha is not as big, as great as you think she is. We're not talking about Sasha. We're talking about Bailey. Name a good one-on-one match Bailey has had this year that wasn't against Sasha Banks. I mean, Sasha hasn't had amazing. She's had good matches against Oscar. I'm not. I'm not arguing that Sasha isn't wrestler of the or female of the year. She's had great matches against. She had she's on my list. She's on my list. She is the list. She's Ain't no on damn my list. list. She's the list. Ain't no list. You should say female. You just stop and put Sasha Banks. No matter what damn category is. So you and and your woman, y'all could both sit there and pick her. Together. I'm a matter of fact. What's her? What shirt size is she? I'm gonna send her a Sasha Banks shirt. <laughs> Female wrestler of the year, Sasha Banks. Um, male wrestler of the year. That hurt Marty so bad to say that. Are you still mad because she beat up Boba Fett? <laughs> that motherfucker didn't want to fight no more. Like, I'm going to fly around out here and just shoot at some shit. Y'all. Y'all go on without me. I'm a cause of distraction. Oh my god, Marty, you make my stomach hurt laughing at that. Made your stomach hurt picking Sasha. Do you you have a male wrestler (laughs) of the year? Sasha Banks. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Whew. I'm sorry. I'm back, everybody. I'm gonna be professional. Um, male wrestler of the year. Let me give it to. You know, I wanna. I wanna give it to Moxley. But I feel like he hasn't had enough good matches. Like, everything is always a hardcore whatever. Um, and then you look at Naito, and he hasn't had enough matches, I feel like. So then you go, and you look at, I'm just doing all the world champions. You look at a guy like Rich Swan. That ain't going to work. I mean, he doesn't even bring people to his, pro- his product. Right. Omega was in a tag team for most of the year up until the last couple months. Drew, he basically just feuded with Orton the whole year up until recently. And so you have to do the obvious, which, you know, people aren't going to like. But then you got to think of the totality of it. You know, the guy started out feuding with Baron Corbin at the Rumble. Got past that. Came out, basically called out Goldberg as he's still feuding. So with I'm gonna stop you right there. Oh, because we got two award. We got two, we got two awards left. We have male wrestler of the year, mm-hmm. and we have wrestler of the year. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, this this came, came down to the same thing for me too. I feel one of these, and where you're leaning towards, tops the list. We're going to isolate down to male wrestler of the year and just focus on that one person. And I think you can go absolutely 100% John Moxley. He didn't just have hardcore matches. He had matches with Darby Allen. He had matches with Lance Archer. He had matches with Brian Cage. Um, I mean, the guy, he's, he until he lost the title to Omega, was undefeated all year long. Given... He may not. He's put it this way: he may not have been able to defend all year long, but he's a double. He was a double champion in two different organizations, and started the year off being able to defend. He was defending titles in both companies. He also lost to Juice Robinson, but he won. He beat Juice Robinson the second time. Yeah, but he lost to Juice Robinson. He, he still he that still like disqualifies you from being any kind of in. But then again, Juice Robinson had a little extra juice this year. So I can understand losing to a guy like that. So I digress. Go ahead. Uh, But, I mean, Moxley has been a guy that is definitely a a watcher. He's a guy for a lot of people, and for me too. I I watch what he does on AEW. I think think he's fantastic on the mic. I think his promos are great. When you look, when we talk about AEW and where their shortcomings are as far as their overplayed um, vignettes and packages and their entertainment, Moxley does enough to counteract what those lose. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you look at wrestler of the year, someone who's doing it all year long, I think think when you go to just the male wrestler of the year, uh, for his body of work, I think Moxley absolutely fits the bill and earns that spot. Well, you talked me into it. Cool. Moxley's the fucking boots of the face male wrestler of the year. Because then we go to the male, the wrestler of the year. We're gonna fight about this one. Were they? In the, we're gonna fight about it. Yeah. 
You ain't going to agree with me, and I ain't going to agree with you. All right. Well, who do you got? Because I got Roman Reigns as wrestler of the year. I got Sasha Banks. That's not going to happen. That's that's who I picked. <laughs> you didn't even happen. pick Roman as the male of the year. How can he be overall? Because cause I, I got more people on there. Because what he does for what he did for the brand and for the company, he, he, he just, it's a, uh, I mean, Roman, uh, Roman's does, does done more. He, put it this way, in the time that he's been there, he's done more for that brand than Sasha did all year long. And Sasha wasn't even there all year long. No. Sasha no. wasn't even there all year long. Sasha and Bailey carried. WWE their tag team championship run was subpar at best Sasha and Bailey carried WWE through the COVID era Mm. while Roman was at home lifting weights nah yeah I don't think so they just did 4 million in the first hour of Smackdown Roman was the first half Sasha was the second half after Sasha left and Roman left ratings started declining last Friday it's not just Roman. Sasha's a draw, too. And I know people don't like to hear it because for whatever reason, like, I'm not the Sasha stan. I think she's fantastic, but I'm not like the people you find on the Internet that she can't do any wrong. And I'm pretty I, sure see how, pretty sure. I see how annoying those people are and they make you want to not like her. And I understand there's people out there that don't like her for that reason and people that ignore how good she is. And I think she's fallen into, and don't misquote me or misunderstand. Let me finish what I'm going to say. I think she's fallen into that John Cena era, area where she's performing at such a good level, but people are hating on her so much that they're not really going to appreciate how good she is until it's over with. And then you're going to look back and you're going to be like, damn, she was really fucking good. And I think that's what people... As a matter of fact, that is what's happening with Cena. That's what happened his last couple years as he started leaving and tailing off going to Hollywood. People realized how good he was. And I think that's what's going to happen with her. But as far as picking Roman, you know how mad I get every time Alabama doesn't win the SEC, but yet they still end up in the 14 playoff? That's what you just did with Roman Reigns. He didn't even win his division, and you got him winning the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I put it in a different category, I guess. This is how I did it. Yeah. I tell you what, this is what we'll do. We'll put a poll out. We'll, <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let the people that listen, we'll give it a week, and we'll let them pick who the overall wrestler of the year is. This is going to be fun. <laughs> you want to know why? Here's the thing. People because are going to vote for Sasha. hate Sasha, and they hate Rob. <laughs> There's going to be a whole lot of, can I pick neither? Can I pick Will Ospreay? Can I pick Orange Cassidy? No, asshole. You pick who we gave you to pick. So, yeah. They're going to be picking some Joe Schmo from Shikara that nobody's ever heard of. And they're like, this is the rest of the year. You guys just don't fucking know. Why you got to talk about Josh and JP like that? Well, I didn't didn't say them. (laughs) Damn, dude. Shikara. There's been, there's, you know what? There's a bunch of wrestlers that are in the, on all those brands that are all from Shikara. Luke, Luke, Luke Harper spent time with Shikara. Well, man, it's been an hour and a half. We got to get the hell up out of here. Let's do it. You got anybody you want to shout out before we go? Um, No, nah, man, it's the end of the year. I just want to say that I hope that y'all had a great Christmas holiday 
or whatever holiday you celebrate for our fans and friends up in Canada. Hopefully those of you celebrate Boxing Day was a great one for y'all. Um, Christmas was fantastic. Um, any of you guys who celebrate Hanukkah, hope that was great for you guys. Um, the end of the year. I get that this last year has been a shitty year for a lot of things. But look into the year and find those moments. Find those gems. Find those items that have helped get you through this year. Because 2020 is coming to an end. You have made it through it. By the time you hear us, it'll be, again, it'll be 2021. Time for a new year. Time to put the year in the past. And trying to look forward to what's going to come. Uh, but rem- don't don't focus on the negative that's come across us this last year. We have all gone through it. If anything, look at what it's done for us and brought us all together. I can say that we have more friends um, because of this era. But look at those moments that held high. You know, um, a lot of crappy moments that happened this year. But I know that professionally, I had a lot of big things for boots to the face. A lot of big things. Personal life, I have had amazing things happen. Um, you know, it's... It, there, there is more positives for me that have outweighed the negatives. And if you look deep enough, I guarantee you can find those same two. And if you haven't, then I'm sorry that your was so bad. And then for you, I hope the following year is even better and makes last year look insignificant in, in the lifespan of your years. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'll just shout out real quick all the... The people that have supported us all year, and oh, hold on, I got uh, yeah, Dez, Talkamania, J Bomb, I've got to shout out Cat Chris Cass, uh, got to shout out J- Greg Cherry, appreciate all y'all do, um, Robert Custis, uh, keep you know your thoughts thoughts out to you, man. Do your thing. Um, we'll keep in contact. Um, other than that, yeah, that's I, I try to get a few names out there. EJ. EJ, I haven't talked to you, but I gotta give you a shout out, bro. Yeah, thanks, thanks for lot, for EJ. thanks for for semifinals. Appreciate thanks it. A lot, keep, EJ. Your, keep your head now, up. Now I'm fucking sweating all night because of your sorry ass draft. Pick. How? Why would you? Why would you start DK Metcalf, EJ? Listening to me, I they really blamed it on me. Tommy, you just wanted your co-host to be in there with you. I think that V-neck might be too tight. Undo one of them buttons in the middle. It's like anyway. Um Shout out to uh, doing a favor, uh, fully posable Chick Foley show. I did you see? I won the Blood Brothers giveaway from the Chick Foley show. Tell me that I won that. I don't. I saw you give your address. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I mean, I saw you I swoop in, in with your address. I entered it. Like, I why the fuck swoop, wouldn't I win? I saw you swoop in with your address. <laughs> I entered it. Uh, it's going. Kidding. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, shout out to them. Shout out to. Uh, Sheena and Tara oh, and dude, did I show you the figures I got last week that came in? No, I got I got my Hollywood blondes right. Oh, look at that! That's Steve Austin. That's Steve Austin with hair. Yeah, that's cool. I like that WCW tag title. Right. Um, JD Hoop who uh hooked me up with a a cool logo for for eighty proof. His brother Hoop also. Uh my boy Jay Z Flair. I ain't talked to him in a while. Shout out to him, David Kyle, Joe's punk ass for tagging me in every fucking thing he does on Facebook. That motherfucker takes a shit and he tags me in it. I swear. Like I'm gonna go to Puerto Rico 
I'm a clothesline the shit out of you, Joe. Have you seen those videos I've been putting online, Joe? I'm, I can still clothesline <laughs> somebody. I can still power bomb somebody. It was called something different back in the day, but it's 2020. I can still give you one. Quit tagging he's gonna, me. He's going to twist Joe. a T your ass real quick. Yeah, big time. Twist a T. I keep that thing on me. Um, <laughs> that's, let's see. What did I leave off at? at Joe. Yeah, I could probably stop at Joe. Peteopolis, our boy. You know, hopefully Pete's doing well out there in Chicago. Um, but everybody, you know, if I left you out, I apologize. But like Marty said, man, for all the support that we've gotten, all the the downloads and the retweets and the share and the interaction and the T-shirts and like this has been fun. We appreciate it. Hopefully we could do it even bigger in 2021. Hopefully you as a person can do it bigger in 2021. And once we get done with all this COVID shit, we're all going to have to meet at some kind of wrestling event and beer ain't on me, but we'll have a drink together. I'm drinking whiskey. I don't know what y'all drink, but BYOB. Damn right. So, for the last time in 2020, this is Boot to the Face. I'm Chris Rucker for Marty Vasquez. Peace! Happy New Year's, y'all.